is episode 142 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, Dan Skullcrusher, and today joining me is a full house once again. And this is probably a record of how many times we've had full houses in a row. I'm going to introduce everybody in order in which they, like, entered the podcast. I'm going to start with Mike Spriggs, who joined us in 2010. It was, like, episode maybe 12 or 13, something like that, that early. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Better than Wiz. <laughs> All right. And second is my dear brother, even though I've known him longer than I've known Mike, he entered the podcast around 2013 or so as a permanent member. Klaus, how are you doing, sir? I'm the Wiz. <laughs> oh, that's a double reference. Yes. The, the, is the Seinfeld, Wiz. Seinfeld episode and yeah. All right. And lastly, but surely not least importantly, the lovely Natalia. Natalia, how are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Um, I saw that tweet that somebody sent you where they did the Google autocompletes. And I don't know if Mike and Klaus saw this, but somebody did the speed metal cycling and the autocomplete. <laughs> Natalia. Is the, it's speed metal cycling. Natalia is one of the most searched terms. Wait, is that because they want to know more about her? They want to see what she looks like? Probably. <laughs> probably. And I think I, I had told you guys this before. Natalia had been on for one episode, and I already got an email asking if she was single. I'm that popular, man. Okay. And then it was like, the two questions that I get all the time, is Natalia single, and is Natalia hot? Of course I'm hot. Yes, you, you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way. Be, uh, of course you're hot, but more than hot, you are beautiful. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know, I know you. Uh, so anyway. Uh, but you're not single. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. So people know, so they don't have to look on Google. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm off the market. No, just keep, listen, nobody's ever off the market, Natalia, all right? Don't take yourself out of the market if you don't need to. You may be taken now, but you never know. I always keep okay. my options open. Currently out of the market then. There you go. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> Um, your husband is very lovely, as is Klaus's wife and Mike's cat. Oh! <laughs> but I was actually going to say, as is Mike's right hand. Oh, <laughs> zing! Oh, jeez. An imaginary cat. <laughs> your imaginary cat. I know. Although I could see you, like, the way that you, your personality and your look and that whole thing, I could see you having a cat that you, like, sit on your lap and just, like, Kind of like the bad guy in, in um, Inspector Gadget. Remember that? Like, like just... Or Dr. Evil. Yeah. Or Dr. Evil or, you know, whatever. And Dr. Evil, that cat is creepy, though. Those hairless, hairless cats. Yeah, those hairless cats are not good. You know what is hairless that is nice, though? Zing! No, I wasn't going to go that way. I was going to say the guinea pigs that are hairless. Have you seen those? They call them skinny pigs. What are those? It's just a guinea pig. It's a kind of guinea pig that is hairless. So they're like tiny little hippopotamus. Hippopotami. Very, very, very cute animals. And I've held one. They're so soft but kind of creepy and just very adorable. So anyway, that's your dose of adorable for the day. That's that. Okay, so plenty to talk about. Kind of, sort of. But I was wondering if any of you guys could explain to me 
what, how come it used to be that cycling's favorite day was Sunday because normally that's when like there's uh, big stages in the major tours and there's also like that's when the the big um, um, what do you call that the races. Uh, the races are in the in the, the classics and stuff and but apparently now it's Tuesday because all they read about is Tuesday 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 everywhere. Did you get it? Very funny. Ah, Very funny. <laughs> Natalia got it first. Not only is she beautiful, she's also smart. Do you guys get it? There you go. The TUEs? TUEs. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand what the hell is going on with that. I mean, I understand what the TUEs are. And I understand somebody hacked the Sky, or not the Sky, but the... Um, Fancy the birds. You don't want to yeah. piss them off. Fancy birds. Yeah, I mean... Call I, them by their name. Give no. the credit. I think that people that break the law should never be given their name. Their name should never be given because that's kind of what they want to be famous and stuff. So I don't want to use their name. I just know they're Russians, and the hell with them. And also they 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 hack into this server with all this information. Is was it Wada's server? I can't remember. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Wada ser server and when they had the. Things from the Olympics, but that is one of the questions that I had. They were able to hack only people that uh, were competing at the Olympics, right? It's not that they had access to the I, whole. I don't know. The only thing that I know, I don't know. I think the because they created this hashtag to announce their leakings and stuff, and the hashtag is only like Olympic. OP or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Well, whichever way. So they find out that Bradley Wiggins, amongst many others, took some substances that may be considered performance enhancing, but he had permission to do so. So then what the hell do I care? Why should I give a shit about any of this then? You know what I mean? Like, I much rather just watch Mr. Robot and then see real hacking there. I just don't get it. It's because it's Team Sky. Is it really? But I think it is, yeah, because it escalated from that. Then they started to question the whole uh, exemptions because it was not only Wiggins, it was also Chris Froome. Everyone said, yeah, but that is not a surprise. And then they found one for Laura Trott. And the, the thing just escalated, I think, to British cycling, and since British cycling was kind of melted with Sky at some point, then it just kept adding and adding and adding. The last thing that I read two days ago, or maybe yesterday, was that at some point somebody threw Emma Pulley's name in the, like, out of the blue, mm -hmm. without, like, nothing to do. It was like, oh, yeah, this guy, we flew him to... France because he needed to give something to, I think it was Wiggins or the Sky team. I don't know. And then they say, no, no, no. But in the middle, uh, he met with Emma Pulley in Switzerland. Never mind that Emma Pulley was competing in Spain at that point. So hmm. it's kind of very, so, very dodgy. And by the way, the reason why everyone is thinking they threw her name in is because she has been very critical of British cycling regarding their... Trying uh, to get back at her or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is completely that because she has been super critical about how British cycling manages uh, women's cycling. The lack of support, <laughs> how come they launched this huge Team Sky and they didn't 
do something equivalent for the women's side, like that sort of thing. So she has been very critical. So this is was just like a failed attempt to try to like deviate attention. And so do you think that do you think that this fight. whole thing do you think that this whole thing went then was a non-story that turned into a story because of the people involved kind of made it so? If everybody would have just shut up, it would have just gone away. Because it yeah. seems to me like yeah. There, yeah. there really isn't anything to it. Like somebody was saying, like some uh, for example, well that's why Team Sky wasn't part of whatever the team thing is, the the team organization. Uh, the, Jonathan the Waters thing. For the for, cycling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That stupid thing. And they were like, well, that's why they didn't want to be a part of it or whatever. Yeah, that may have been why, but they weren't, you didn't have to join that like little club of like cleaner than thou, like goody two shoes. So it's not like they broke a rule there. They, they also well, didn't, They didn't break any yeah, rules, no. correct? And the other, and the other thing is that remember that Bryce Ford and all these people—they are always saying we are going to be subject to very high standards. We are going to be, you know, like the paramount, super clean. We are never going to like inject people. Oh, blah, blah, no blah, blah. And turn out that the exemption that Wiggins had was for an intramuscular needle or something that they say they wouldn't allow. And this was before the Tour de France. So you can see that all of these just start to like snowball towards the end. And that's where we are now. When it went from Wiggies and Sky to Sky, British cycling, and it keeps, you know, like growing. Now mm -hmm. the whole exemption system is being uh, analyzed by people. It's that's like what is abusing it. A lot of people is talking. They they went back to the circuit report and then start reading again how a lot of the in people that were interviewing that report are saying, sure, the exemptions get abused all the time. You can get exemptions to do like these corticoids and all the stuff. So hmm. I like that Yaksha uh, said that the amount that he used before the tour was actually like half what Wiggins is, was using. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's gotta hurt it's um it's really interesting and i wonder how much of it has to do with brexit that's it. everything okay <laughs> what okay good. now i'm just i don't know i'm just wondering um everything is connected everything is absolutely connected to brexit that everything is connected to brexit specifically so how about that Perry tours did you guys see that we won <laughs> yeah, man. I woke up. Uh, I knew that it was going to be a boring race in general, and I knew it was going to end up in a bunch sprint. So I basically woke up. And it didn't. Around 9.30. Well, yeah. <laughs> around 9.30 in the morning, by the time I tuned in and stuff, it was like maybe 20K to go. And not, maybe not even. And then I got to see the awesome part. And this kid... Like takes the I don't I don't know if he was sprinting from like six hundred meters out or if he tried to get away. Whichever way, he just powered on and it was awesome. It proves what we've been seeing since the Tour San Luis, which is that he can go from really far out. This I think also was coupled with the fact that he caught people off guard. But the fact that he can hold them off when those people are trying to go really far shows that he has a kind of an unusual talent and ability to go long 
Yeah, I hope that he keeps those legs. I mean, you know, they. What's that, Mike? I, we can barely hear you, dude. You can't hear me. Oh, no, now, now it's good. Now it's good. I said, doesn't he usually crash? <laughs> that's his. Once. That's his Once. other. That's his other talent. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you guys riled up. How dare you? It's uh, working. It's working. Yeah. Keep at it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I hope. Did you that see that he's kissing? That after he crossed the line, he's doing this new thing. Well, he kissing. He's kissing the his jingle jangle. Yeah, he, the, yes. he kisses. His why belongings. is he doing he's that? Thankful to be alive. He's, he, <laughs> he did that crossing the line, and he did that when he got in onto the podium. My guess, he's his girlfriend gave him the jingle jangle. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably something lame like that. Nothing cool like it, there's a tiny echo on his jingle jangle, and that's what he's kissing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's uh, nothing that cool. Jonas Vingenekten should get a T-U-E for his last name. <laughs> <laughs> you have an exemption because your last name it is crazy? sounds like a, you know, you've got a terminal case of Vingenekten. <laughs> 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 now you have three months to live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I thought that it, it was amazing how much time he had. I mean, he had time to celebrate kissing his jingle jangle before he even crossed the line crazy i hope that his legs stay this strong for, for for longer i mean i'm guessing and the little that i know about sprinting you know as you grow older obviously you lose a lot of that that power in general um even though he's very very young still i hope that he's able to keep that top speed for that long in for the sprint. world championships for, well yeah obviously for the world championships but hey where is gaviria from in colombia La Ceja, Antioquia. Oh, yeah, Antioquia. Just right outside Medellin. Yeah, it's not that hot then. Damn it. I was hoping that he would be from like Arauca or something like that where it's like really, really hot. And then like in the no, desert but you in know, he's, uh, he's done well in Tour de San Luis and it's insanely hot there in those races. Yeah, not as hot as though. I mean, mid-90s, upper 90s. So it's close. Yeah, it was like 102 degrees today in Doha. I think the the... The bigger question is if riders from Ethics Quick Step who have no reason to ride for their team will help them in the echelons because I don't know how well Colombians will be able to help them. So that becomes oh, a bigger question. Oh, I, I know how well they'll be able to help them. None at all. The whole I Colombian mean, think, team combined weighs as much as Philippe Gilbert. I mean, I think that the days of Colombian riders not understanding echelons at all are long gone. I know. You it's know, not that they don't understand them. Is that race, but they don't I have think the weight. some ethics riders could do a better job of helping him, if that's the case, if there's a lot of wind. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, and speaking of Doha now, since we're, since we're talking about it, remember how last episode I said that I, I was hoping that somebody would die so that UCI would be responsible, held responsible for it? I didn't really actually obviously mean it. And then with all the stuff that has been going on, with all these people like almost dying after crossing the the line, and that that woman from was it Balls Dolman that like crashed and looked all loopy and stuff. She, uh, Anushka Koster from Raulif. She's oh, from a Raulif. national yes. road champion from the Netherlands. Yeah, the pictures look pretty bad. I mean, she it like it's loopy heaven over there. Like, of course it is. It's ridiculous. But I'm gonna tell you something. The U23 time trial. Uh, thingies where today or yesterday i can't remember the guy that won is this kid marco matisse from germany and he was the second guy to leave the ramp but the first guy to actually get to the finish line he passed his minute man 
So he was the very so first he, person, and he sat there in the quote-unquote hot seat for over three hours. And so everybody else come in and not beat his time. And he was sitting <laughs> in a hot seat in more than one way. It was really hot, too, on top of it being the hot seat. Isn't that crazy? And not only that, but Germany was first, second, and fourth. With, like, some Australian and, and third. Isn't that nuts? Who knew they would do so well in the heat? Yeah. Insane. I would think Germans would be, like, drinking beer in Lederhosen and skiing. Instead, they're doing well in Doha. Who knew? Yeah, I thought it was really yeah. funny that this guy <laughs> saw everybody else come in. Every single other rider went in front of him. And not a single person beat his his time. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Um... All right, what else? Anything else you guys want to say about either Doha and how it's going or Paris Tours before we move on? Have you seen the amount of fans in the roadside? It's crazy. How are they going to... I mean, it is insanity. These people are like... they put up more barriers because they're getting all over the road and getting in the way? What I say is for the next Tour de France, the next Vuelta España, the next Giro d'Italia, they should send all those barriers from Doha and then you send them to those countries because you'll be able to actually secure the whole stage from beginning to end for a place that actually has fans. It is... I saw like maybe 100 to 150 people around the finish line during the U23 time trial. Of course, that's the U23. Okay, so, so quadruple that. Yeah, exactly. Quadruple that. No, I mean, let's make it 2,000 people. Let's, let's say that 2,000 people show up to watch this. That is insane. That's how much a high school football stadium sits. It's... Yeah, I... I was also reading some complaints of people that were actually there and they couldn't know, and they couldn't get close to where the circuit was. Apparently they missed the taxi boats or whatever they needed to do to be able to get there. They couldn't. I they ended up watching the time trials, for example, from the TV. So they were saying that in, in Twitter I read something like, We're here, but we cannot get there. So guess what? We're watching in the TV. So they went all the way over there and couldn't watch the race. Yeah. Exactly. On TV, like the rest of the world. I would demand my money back. (laughs) I want my oil money back. (laughs) It's insane. But like I said on my tweet, I hope that the UCI has their pockets lined with oil money in their AC suites while everybody else is suffering in the blistering heat. And these poor people that flew all the way over there, I don't even know how you would even fly there. How many... How many stops would I have to make from Pittsburgh to Doha? Probably like five or six. Two. No, one. I know, I know. Probably from here to Paris, Paris. I know. But I was trying to exaggerate in order to prove a point, which I do very often. I mean, I think that that's the sad thing is no one lined their pockets with any money. Of course they did. You have to pay the UCI to hold something like that in your country. Of course. Yeah, but you're thinking of like the World Cup, like sports no, that bring in money and no, are worth something. Uh, the, I bet you they gave everything for like a Milky Way and a can of Sunny Delight. I really absolutely 100% disagree with you because if that was the case, do you really think the UCI would go through the trouble of putting an, an event out there as opposed to doing being like... Let's just have it in Switzerland again. Do you know how much better that offer of Milky Way and Sunny Delight is to what other countries were offering them? There was no Sunny Delight. This was a, this was yeah. one of the, this was a Snickers, an almond Snickers. This was a gigantic improvement. 
Cycling is cheap. Yeah, I'm not saying that the UCI is making a way like FIFA does, but this is all 100% about money. And there we hear Brian Cookson uh, breathing. <laughs> Brian Cookson. <laughs> No. Ryan Cookson letting us. Isn't it funny how we just we the sport cannot get a, a good UCI president. Whoever it is, we have to hate. Mm. Mm, that's because well, whatever. The, the, the sport is broken. Did you guys see the, you guys see the TT footage today? Joke. Yeah, which the one? TT footage today of the guy almost getting hit by the motorcycle. No, by the ambulance. But the ambulance. Yeah. Was he the one that won the time trial, or was the other German? I wasn't sure. But yeah, apparently they rerouted an ambulance that was attending an, emer an emergency call and the ambulance almost took him over. Yes. That was insane. Well, that's actually... And I stuff. heard, I, reading the reports from the team time trials from the women, a lot of them were complaining that they encountered cars and motorcycles on the road of the circuit. And yeah, they were not very happy with that. And the main complaint... Is, is that it was hot? Medical attention available. One of them, I think it was Roxanne Kinetman from Raulib, was saying, is like, look, we're not saying we are not going to race. This is too hot. We'll race, but please have enough medical attention available for everybody. Apparently, uh, the Raulib rider that went down, Coster, she was waiting to get an ambulance or somebody to look at her, even though she was visibly affected by the hat, and the ambulance took forever to get there, that the medical attention took forever. And so at, at the end, at the finish line, I remember somebody was saying that a lot of riders in need of help, not a lot of medical attention available. So I think that they completely misjudged how much they needed to have in place to attend yeah, because nobody's ridden a bike in nobody's ridden a bike in yeah. ninety eight degree weather before. Didn't they know that you were gonna have to do this? It's ridiculous. One of the things that they said, I mean, didn't they read their own pamphlet? And they didn't they say <laughs> exactly. like yeah, exactly, yeah, that's it's exactly, it's it's, exactly it's insane that these guys didn't know that this was gonna be a problem. It's just all BS. Of course, they should have known that it was gonna be a problem. They just didn't care enough. They're like, ah, it'll be fine. So I, I have two theories about this. The first theory is. The UCI is actively trying to make the sport super dangerous so that Red Bull will buy it and it will become extreme sport. <laughs> okay. I think, I think, I think <laughs> they're going after... Valid. Honestly, valid, though, valid. I will say that lately... But listen, before you go on to the, to the first one, to the second yeah. one, uh, Red Bull owns soccer teams and Formula One teams. Red Bull is way too mainstream for cycling. They're way up there. I think you're going for like Monster Energy or like Four Loco or something. But Red Bull does the mountain bike competitions. Yeah. Whenever yeah. there is like World Cups and shit, it's like through Red mm. Bull TV. They have that. And it's free and it's open for everybody, no your restrictions whatsoever. Hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe Red Bull. Someone. Okay. I wish it was... I, second, second point. If it's going to be point. anybody, I want it to be Monster Energy because their logo is 666 in Hebrew. <laughs> All right, go. My second theory, you know you know how sometimes, you know, every, every year or so you get this debate about team rosters are too big, too many teams in the races, there's too many riders in the peloton to keep it safe? Mm-hmm. I think the UCI has just decided that they're just going to kill a certain number of riders. <laughs> the ones that can't make it through Doha. <laughs> They'll do it naturally. 
natural they put, selection. You know, ambulances in your way. They run you over with motorcycles. They put street signs in the middle of the course. They like everything they can to, to get rid of as many riders yeah, as they as can. They can. You're right. It's survival of the fittest. <laughs> There's less riders to go around. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be great. That would be amazing. And then Monster Energy buys it. Abs- and then, exactly. It's much more... Uh, it's, it's much easier for Monster to buy it because it's it's cheaper because there's less And then you know involved. that the riders that lived are extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As a, as a cycling fans, do you enjoy watching people kind of melt on no. top of their bikes? No. I don't. How is that I fun? don't see, I don't see, I don't see. Yeah, I, I'm just... Like, it's just like crashes. It's just like crashes. Like friends of mine that know that I'm into cycling send me all these emails. Like, dude, did you see this cycling crash? You like cycling? I'm like, exactly. I like cycling. I hate to see a crash. I never watch replays of crashes or anything. People are like, dude, cycling crashes are so crazy. I'm like, I guess. I don't know. However, send me as many links as you want of cyclists fighting each other. That's amazing. That I, I can never get enough of. But... Crashes? That no was way. that was my theory of Gaviria long sprint. He and have to he and want to sprint head to head with Buhani. You know that's too dangerous. <laughs> so that's why he took off. <laughs> there, I said it. Did you see how uh, Mark Cavendish congratulated him after the win? Um, and then I tweeted Did and I wondered. Did he the jingle jangle? No, but I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that if Mark? Do you think Mark Cavendish thought? Hmm, maybe I shouldn't have asked Etic, Etic's quick step to sign this guy a couple years ago in St. Louis because now he's beating me. Because <laughs> if he becomes world champion, it's going to be over Mark Cavendish, who's, I don't know if he's the favorite, but one of the favorites to win this thing. And he'd be like, damn it, I should have just left that kid in Colombia. You know, if this uh, but I read Cavendish was sick <laughs> or something last week. Oh, he needs an exception for his... Uh... Yeah, that's, you know, that's it, so... <laughs> Who was hoping this happened a couple years back was Tom Bonin. When he was in better shape, was younger, and at those races in the Middle East, he was like the king and would just win everything. Yeah. It would, su- it would have suited him perfectly back then. Today, who knows? It's going to be an interesting race. I mean, it's oh, not going to be an interesting but, race. But Bonin it's... was smiling when he saw that Gaviria got it. Oh, yeah. He was smiling. Oh, definitely. He was happy. Happy boy. I'll tell you. I'll oh, tell you by this. the way, the... the the transmission that I was looking at all the time thought that the one sprinting was a uh, Riquese. Riquese. Yeah, Riquese. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that was Eurosport. The Eurosport guy thought it was Riquese the whole time. I can tell you this. I wasn't really sure. I kept looking. Well, first of all, I was watching a really shitty feed. So I kept, like, trying to look, and it was blurry and stuff. And because Gaviria has, like, a little bit of a beard now... I was like, is that, I can't say, I can't, I couldn't tell Go if he was his face. Go for the shoes. Go for the shoes. He has the blue, bright shoes. Ah, uh, see? Yep. I wasn't, I wasn't Go looking for the, for the shoes. Go for the jangle. Just uh, listen for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, but it's not, it doesn't sound, it doesn't look like one, yeah, one I think, that makes a sound. Yeah. I, I don't know. We I don't think it's very jingle jangling. But what if he makes every other sprinter kiss it like a, a mafia guy with, with the pinky ring? Like the Pope with the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so you mean, the jingle jangle. you mean as soon as he crosses the line, then he just sticks out his hand and as guys pass him, they have to kiss it? Yeah, he looks the other way and kind of <laughs> squints. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would be amazing. I don't know. You know, the World Championship, if they do the full length, it's only like 5K longer than Paris Tours. Harry Tours. So the length is okay. But yeah, as with everyone else, a question mark is heat, which he trains in hot weather, but not insanely hot. But San Luis has been very hot. And then wind. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to look for something to be interesting about this world championship. So I guess I'm like thinking like, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sprinters. It could be this guy or it could be that guy. And the length and the rain, then maybe the heat is going to have something. In reality, it's going to be just boring as all hell. My guess is it's going to be a second tier sprinter. Of course, I want Gaviria to win. That would be awesome. But... I'm guessing that it's going to be a second-tier sprinter that just happens to do really well in the heat, and we didn't know that he did really well in the heat, and he didn't know he did well in the heat. Hmm. So... Oh, what if there's an insane break because of the wind? I don't know. See, in such a long race, I think they could catch it. I don't know. I think there's there's no way in hell that there's going to be a break. I mean, of course there will be a break, but the break will make it. There's no, absolutely... but I mean a true split, like a 50-50 or like 70-30 because of wind and then just because of crosswinds and then they're screwed. Well, you guys know... I'm just know... talking out of my ass. Everyone's talking about the wind. I don't know. Maybe it hasn't been windy the last week. I have no idea. I, I, I can't even remember the last time I went to Qatar, so I don't know. It's uh, Qatar. <laughs> it's Qatar. Qatar. I have Qatar. to watch videos on YouTube on how to pronounce it. Really? Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> at my past job we had things to do there and I had to look it up and so it's Qatar right? Qatar <laughs> really? if you please. look up videos on YouTube on how to pronounce it please I say that again pretty good job yeah from now on if I need to say that <laughs> word I'm just going to let Klaus say it for me it's like okay let me see if I can uh... the world championships in Qatar Qatar <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. I found one. Let's see. Uh, this is okay. His was short, but I don't know. This lady looks white as hell. I don't know if she knows. Let's see. It's cutter. Well, really, it's got that guttural sound. Cutter. 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 We don't have here, so we say cutter, which. Cutter. Okay, this guy. This guy looks legit. Hold on. Ah oh, man, getting a stupid ad. Ah, screw you, ad. Uh, while the ad is going on, man, these ads on YouTube get longer and longer. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. All right. Hey everyone, today I'm going to be talking about how to pronounce the word Qatar. This is a word you're going to be seeing on the news a Qatar. lot. Qatar. Say a week. It was on the news a lot today. And one thing I noticed is that. People were saying the word Qatar, the nation of Qatar, differently. <laughs> differently, Some people would say, some news anchors would say Qatar, and some people would say Qatar. Qatar is really closer to Qatar than Qatar. <laughs> you were right, Klaus. Um, See? Arabic, I, I admit that I said Qatar as well. It just, it sounds more like an English word than does Qatar. Qatar doesn't have the same ring to it as Qatar does. <laughs> I can tell you that this guy uh, on YouTube, his, his, his name is The Arabic Student, and he has a whole episode, five minutes and 29 seconds, on how to hit on Arab girls. Well, so here's oh my the thing. gosh. That's awesome. So I was, That's I was illegal. not off. Dude. 
I was not off. I was pretty accurate. And just remember that Cutter is what Tori Spelling's character was in 90210. <laughs> she was a Cutter. Oh, ow. Oh. Oh. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> no, that was like 1993. Didn't that Too soon. Too soon. Um, Jesus. So obviously you guys have, I hope, a favorite for the or whatever that country is for the world championships in Doha. I'm just going to say Doha because I know that that's how you pronounce the name of the city at least. So I hope that you guys have favorites for the world championships. Do you want to say your 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 um, your favorites now or do you want to wait until the end of the show? Anybody? I have to think about it. Okay. Are we going to do women's too or just guys? Uh, we can do women's as well. But then you'll you'll be the only okay. one that would know because I don't know who's a good sprinter. <laughs> I mean, I know women's names and stuff, but I just I wouldn't know who's a sprinter and who isn't. You know, I it, can give you the ones that are heavily favored. No, I don't want to hear the ones that are heavily favored by others. I want to hear the one that is heavily favored by you. Oh, okay. I can do that too. Okay, well then we can do that. <laughs> we can do that towards the end of the. Towards the end of the episode. But I can give you guys odds right now, if you want. Um, sure. Peter Sagan and Mark Cavendish are basically four and a half to one. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Is Sagan actually yeah. going to be there? I thought he was done Listen, with his season. I'm looking at my favorite website, which is Patty Power. And I know it's racist, okay. but I don't care. I still like it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then is Andre Greipel five to one, Marcel Kittel f- uh, seven to one, Buhani eleven to one. His last name is Kittel. Kittel. <laughs> Marcel Kittel. <laughs> Marcel Kittel. Uh, then Buhani is eleven to one, same as Gaviria. Alexander Kristoff fourteen to one, Tom Bonin eighteen to one. So after that is. Demar, Van Avermaet, Caleb Ewan, uh, Nitzolo, Degen Colby Viviani, Sam Bennett. See, I could see someone like Caleb Ewan winning. And I don't mean to say that he's, you know, a lesser sprinter. I just mean like he's coming up. He's not, you know, a Cavendish that everyone has on their mind. Like an, I could see someone like that just through the, as they say uh, in the commentary, the race of attrition. <laughs> like him just coming to the surface. I wonder the- now, though, if... Is Viviani going to go? Because he is actually on the Patty Power website, but you yeah, know sure. you know how those people are. Um, a lot of yeah, times... Yeah, no, he's going. He's going. Oh, he is? A lot of times they're taking bets yeah. on people and they're not even going. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, it would be awesome if Viviani gets it, actually. I think it would be really cool. But whatever, who knows? Who knows? He was upset about something. At, uh, he's upset he all tours. the time. He, when he was crossing the line, he, you know, like, uh, moving his head and lifting his fist. And who was he fighting with? Like, nobody mm. was around. He was just, like, talking to himself. He was kind of upset. That means he was probably angry at his team. I mean, why else? Would, or, but, or with yourself, I guess. But, when but the team did good. No, the team kind of positioned him towards the front. I don't know. But did they give him an exemption? <laughs> oh, that's the other part that is super, super funny. You know how the news, cycling news, is obsessed with the 
Tuesday thing. Yeah. Yeah. Viviani did a re retweet of one of the headlines of Cycling News that says that said Sky News still supports Sky in spite of all the <laughs> crap that they have been getting. And then Viviani retweeted that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, you so gotta... he was clearly being sarcastic, like, ooh, I'm surprised. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I dude, whoever whoever writes the checks, that's whose ass I'm kissing. You know what I mean? I whoever wins the race, that's whoever jingle jangle I'm kissing. That's very okay. true. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Um guys, maybe it's time to talk about some interesting Cycle stuff. Cross. No. What? No. It is going to be a winter Olympic sport. Is it? Right? Is it? No. No. In the Red Bull. They say in the, they in the, in the Red Bull. Rumors. Red Bull I just read. bought Red Bull just bought Cyclocross. <laughs> Maybe in I the Winter X. The Winter X game. Something like that. No, no, no. I I I'll see if I can send you the link. But somebody said that there was a big push for it and could happen. So we'll see. You hear about about that every couple of years. There was talk about that leading into Louisville, and I guess the big thing is that the sport has to primarily happen in snow or in winter or something like that, which it kind of doesn't. It's just the ones at the end of the season, but I don't know. Now it says here uh, UCI and IOC to discuss to discuss cyclocross entering the Winter Olympics, but. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, dude, so, whatever, man. You know how much I love the Olympics, so I don't give a shit. They could put golf in the Winter Olympics. They could put backgammon in the Summer <laughs> Olympics. I don't, I'm not going to watch. The Winter who Olympics, gives that's awesome. Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, and how about, no one ever talks about the Fall Olympics. You never even hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> or the Spring. The Spring Olympics are the, the best. the Spring Olympics. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about gardening. You just go out there and plant your... your gardening, and in the fall, it's like leaf raking, cross yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Cross country running in the falling <laughs> leaves. Um, I was going to talk about something much more interesting than cyclocross, if there is such a thing. Um, the transfer, Do tell. the transfer market. There is a lot of things going on, and a lot of things that either fell through the proverbial cracks, or things that I just no, actually that's what it was. They fell through the cracks. So I wasn't really paying attention, but I'm going to say some. Some people that are changing teams, you're going to be like, duh, yeah, didn't you know that? But Philippe Gilbert is going to Ethics Quickstep? I didn't know yep. that. I missed that. Yep. Yeah. Which is, I mm -hmm. mean, Ethics now has, like, so Gilbert comes into Ethics, into a team that has so many people that are good for the for the classics. So they get another guy that is really good for the classics. But then... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Who is really good for the classics? Philippe Gilbert. You mean was really good for when oh, was, has he been good for come the Come on. That's like saying that Bonin isn't good for the classics. Even if you're not there <laughs> No, even, even if you're not there to win, you understand the racing. You can actually help your team quite a bit when you're there. That it, just reminds me of when they first announced the Radio Shack team and they're like, and we're gonna we're not just doing this for the tour. It's gonna be a year-long campaign. We have people for the classics. Stegmans. <laughs> I know. Oh. I don't okay. know, but I mean, it, it's 
No, no, no. I know what you mean. Yeah, of course. He's a classics guy going into a classics team, so it's it's a bit harder. But I don't think they have people for the hilly classics as much as they do for the more uh, flat. Yeah, for the for the, stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I just I it I totally didn't even it didn't even register when it happened. I don't know. Uh, the other one that I saw was. Uh-oh, we're oh. going into the jungles of Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going into the the jungles of Bahrain. You know, to anyone that listens to the podcast, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're so far gone down the rabbit hole of cycling that there's no getting you out. There's no hope. Your family worries about you. Your coworkers feel kind of bad for you. All of that. And if you want proof that you're so far gone... Think about the fact that when my brother just said the ethics thing, you thought about how in the spring you're going to be like, ooh, he's going to be wearing the ethics kit. Like seeing riders in their new kit is exciting. Yeah, it is. That's the first thing I thought. That's, that's <laughs> insane. No. It's, it's not like insane. wardrobe change at a share concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I include myself in that. I go, ooh, he looks different in blue. <laughs> with his eyes oh yeah like oh look at that it's ridiculous <laughs> no it's awesome so if you ever doubt that you're too far gone just think about that um what about this one it's even better because you don't even know what the bahrain merida kit is going to look like so imagine <clears throat> henrik hausler wearing it how is going to be splashed with blood okay now let me think about this so these bahrain merida people come in shit loads of money right just a shit ton of money and they're like, all right, we're going to start a team from scratch. We have a lot of money. Let's start looking at some guys. And I imagine somebody like in Moneyball when, they have in the, when they're in like the, that office, in the back office with all the names of all the baseball players on the, on the walls. And they're all like magnets. And they start just moving around. And they're like, what about this guy? And what about this guy? And somebody goes, what about Henrik Hausler? And he gets fired. What about this piece of paper that was in the trash can? <laughs> it says Henrik Hausler on it. That was marking the page in the menu. <laughs> And then that person gets fired. And then eventually, after everything is said and done, Henrik Hausler ends up in Bahrain, Merida. And the guy's like, wait a second. I mentioned that name. So I wonder maybe this guy that is putting together or the guys that are putting together Bahrain, Merida, watched Moneyball. And are, that's how they're putting together the, the, the team. Not with big names, just with... Oh, wait, no, never mind. They got a bunch of big names. Never mind. I don't know what Henrik Hausler is doing there. I don't know who would think that getting somebody like Henrik Hausler in their team is a good idea. And nothing against Henrik Hausler. He's just not very good. No, but I think, you know, for the money, he can do something in those races. Like, he'll maybe be on camera for a little while. He'll be kind of toward the front. That this year's Paris-Roubaix, maybe, I don't know, what was he, like, top 10, top 15? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He did have, I don't know if he was Paris-Roubaix, but he did have a, 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 a classic this year that was, he was decent. I yeah. Think. And I mentioned this after Paris-Roubaix. When I was there in the infield, this year, that guy is old school and knows how to work it. Other people went straight to the buses, and he sits around and waits for his pictures to be taken. And it's very obvious, and I don't resent him at all. He's playing the game, and he's really good at it. And he got his picture taken way more than people who finished ahead of him, and he probably was published way more as a result. Like there He sits go. around and sulks and like gasps, which I'm sure was legitimate, but after like 10 minutes... Other people were already like off, you know, learning how to juggle and doing other things with their lives. <laughs> well, he was there to get his picture taken. 
Well, I mean, yeah, which, good, right? I'm I just, sure teams appreciate it. I just think it's funny that the Hendrik Hausler is being signed by a team. I mean, I can see like a team like extending his contract. Like, listen, we're paying you shit. You, you still want to like pay? It's like when you live in a really shitty apartment, which you just really don't feel like moving. You're like, ah, fuck it. Let's just resign, you know? But like, like anybody else just wanting to sign him is just weird. I don't know. Guess how old uh, Hendrik Hausler is? Holy shit. 34. 32. I thought he was Ooh. a lot older than that. A lot older. Yeah, he was sixth in Paris-Roubaix and seventh in Milan-San Remo. So that's actually not bad at all. Not bad at all. Hmm. Maybe I should uh, reconsider. Watch him have a huge turnaround. Nah, and you know the thing with, the, with, with him is that I, I used to like him a lot back in the Cervelo days with Thor Hushoft, and he just fell off and just, I don't know. So I'm, more than anything else, maybe I'm just angry that he didn't deliver on the on the promise. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Orica... The list of people who almost won San Remo is very sad. Because I think of him, of course. now Gaviria, yes. and Freddy Rodriguez. Freddy Rodriguez, yeah. And so Gaviria could have been the second Colombian to ever win Milan San Remo. Well, yeah, I guess, technically, but... Um, so Orica Green Edge, or Orica Bike Exchange, I'm sorry, got uh, Verona, which is good. He's a good, solid climber. He's pretty good for the... He, he would be able to, to, to help Chavez. And also Roman Kreuziger, who I thought was like 45 years old, but he's only 30. But... Oh, really? Yeah, but he, he's, he's a good captain on the road. He's a dude that has been around, and he has... Are you sure he's only 30 years old? I looked it up. Wow, <laughs> that that guy looks older, way yeah. older. Especially because huh. I, I remember him when I was in high school. That's an exaggeration, no. to make a point, of course. <laughs> no, yeah, he's 30. He was doing the math. <laughs> he's 30 years old. Yeah, I thought he was a lot older than that, a lot older than that. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Tony Martin is gone to Katusha. Mm. That was a sad story, if it's true, because apparently he was hoping he would get into the Bora has growing whatever team Peter yeah. Sagan is. He was kind of counting on that, and then that didn't pan out. And when he went back to ethics, they told him, uh, sorry, no space for you. So apparently he ended up in Katusha because of that. Wow, that's but who wouldn't want a dude like Tony Martin in their team? He's far from being know. a has-been. Apparently, Ethics or Bora. Yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lefebvre seems to me a little bit touchy too with writers and stuff. I think he wasn't very happy uh, with Verona moving away. Yeah. Because he said that they had put a lot of effort into him, that just when he was getting good, he was leaving, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Well, whatever. I mean, people can be... Sad, but at the end of the money, por la plata baila el perro. Right, Mike? El mono, el mono, bueno, el mono. that too. I always heard, por la plata baila el perro. And then... The monkey dances for the money, is what my brother's saying, Mike. Yes. <laughs> He's saying the dog, though. I'm saying the dog because really the that's the way that my mom used to always say it. The dog dances for money, or for the money, the dog dances. 
But then... And here I was thinking that you were confusing two songs from Wilfrido Vargas. No, 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 no. I was going to say, Por la Plata, Baila Mono. For the Money Dances the Monkey. It's two different songs. Talk about being far down the rabbit hole. Two different songs by the same Dominican artist, yes. Por la plata baila el mono. I know. I, I heard that and I was like, wait, it's not por la plata baila el mono. It's por la plata baila el perro. And then I asked okay. my mom about no. it. And then my mom was like, oh, no, some people say mono, whatever. So <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, something else that I was looking at with Roman Kreuziger that was very, very interesting. He was born in May of 1986 which means that he was born the same month that Metallica Master of Puppets came out. What an omen. And now you feel old as shit. I know I do. <coughs> no, most people listening to this are probably almost that age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're the ones that are old. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Hey, what about Lars Baum is going back to home? He's going back home to uh, Rabobank. Well, whatever, Lotto and all Jumbo. What do you think about people? I've heard this a couple of times in commentators saying instead of Lotto and L Jumbo, they say Lotto Jumbo and L. But the NL is part of the URL of Lotto. Lotto dot NL. Not of. Not of. Puntenel. So, Puntenel. So, anyway, Lars Baum is back from, from Astana, so good for him. And Seb Van Mark is going to Cannondale. Which is Ooh, he's going to look good in green. <laughs> <laughs> now, Seb and Mark, it seems to me like he's been coming in second, third, and fourth for a long, long time. But he's only 28. I thought he was like also like maybe 32 or 33. Because he's, he's been uraning it. Yeah, he's been uraning <laughs> it for a long time. <laughs> and Atapuma is going to Lampre, China. He is? Yeah. Yep. Wow, they're probably paying him a lot if the depending on when the contract was drawn up. Yeah, who knows? But can't wait to see that kit. It's gonna be awesome. Now, mm. when I was going through these things with only ten minutes to go, I'll tell you this. I started to notice oh listen to that. Anyway, uh I started to notice I'm like <laughs> I was like, wow, that guy's retiring. Oh my God, that guy's retiring. Oh my God, that is guy is retiring. So I'm going to read you a list of people that I noticed. This is by no means everybody that is retiring, but just the people that I noticed that are retiring and how many are. And I'm thinking now, like, do those ma these many re writers retire every year? Jesus. We'll see. No, you want to know why? You want to know why? Why? Because they don't want to be killed by the UCI. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. Of course. That, and Mike... I'm so glad that we have you on this podcast. You do the, the thinking you. that we don't. Now, listen to this list of people that are, that are retiring. Like I said, this is not all of them. This is just some that I just jotted down. Matt Goss, Pierrick Federigo, Johnny Hoogerland, Seb Chavanel, um, Kristen Meyer, Purito Rodriguez, uh, Martin Chilingi, Fabian Cancellara, Xavi Sandio, Michael Rogers, Ryder Hesedal, uh, Yaroslav Popovich, Frank Schleck, Uh, Daniel Rato, uh, Sylvester Schmidt, Jerome Coppel, uh, Mark DeMar, uh, Jean-Christophe Perot, Johan Van Sumeren, Oliver Saug. All those people are retiring. Are we sure that Frank Schleck 
is for real that he's retiring? He said that he's retiring. I hope for his sake that he's retiring. You know why? Okay, because I've been waiting for this. I continue to laugh at him. Time. To this day, I still for laugh. For him to retire? Yeah. Why? Do you have all the dirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> or you just no. find him annoying and it's a little too much? I think he. I've been waiting to hear him saying that he's living for the past. I don't remember how long. A lot of years, I think. I, I, yeah. Listen, I, I, I almost forgot about his brother already. I don't even remember what his name, his brother's name is. So the sooner that Frank retires, <laughs> the sooner Cycling will forget about them both. And then it'll be better. Just we'll all be better. You know what I mean? Who, who wants these guys? Who, who wants these guys around, really? Honestly. They use Yowie because he, they want to kill them. So. <laughs> they want to add to the spectacle. Okay, guys. Um, we have just a little bit of time left, so let's talk about some um, picks. Predictions? For the, predictions okay. for the... I'm going to go with Natalia first uh, because, number one, okay. ladies first, and number two, I want to hear the women. Brain and heart or just brain or just uh, heart? Let's do brain and heart. Why not? Okay. So, brain, I'm going with Goldie Van Averman. Ooh, mm. what? Van uh, And the heart with Gaviria, of course. Gaviria, all right. And let's go next with Mike. Uh, my brain? What are my choices again? <laughs> what do you mean, what are your choices? Everybody in the world championship. The of the sport. Like Didn't you hear the list that Dan just Okay, read? I'll give you I'll give you like the list of the top of the favorites here. Sagan, no, Cavendish, Gripe. Okay, you're kidding. Okay. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Cavendish. I don't know why. Cav with your brain. For brain. And... But for heart, Buhani. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mike wants Buhani to win. That's good. All right, Klaus Chone, Concherone. What is your next? Oh my lord! <clears throat> kiss your jingle jangle, Klaus, before you make I know. your prediction. This is kiss tough it, because it. it it's gonna have to be. It's not a matter of who is in great form. There's other things that we don't know about the temperature, that all that stuff. So I do think Gaviria. Uh, I want to say for both. Gaviria for but, both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Maybe, it, it, you know, like I said, someone, I mean, someone like Van Avermaet is going to be well sheltered and taken care of Dude, if you, throughout the whole race. If you have like a tenor, you can put a tenor down on Gaviria and he wins, you'll get $1,100. So, oh my Lord. I should go do that right now. You should do that right now. Pattypower.com. And finally, the moment that everybody's been waiting for. Skull Crusher, what are you going to pick? Who do you think is going to win? Because everybody's waiting for me to say so they can go and place their bets on pattypower.com, who, by the way, should be a sponsor of our podcast. But it's one of the few... Clearly. Web- it's one of the is few gambling... Web- well, that's the thing. That is one of the few uh, websites in Europe that allow Americans to log into them. So that's why I usually I use it. But no, I, I cannot... Legally, I cannot place bets on this website. No, it's illegal for any American to place bets on cycling. 
Okay. But we all know that there's and ways to around it. Drink alcohol on Sundays too. Yes. <laughs> um, so here we go. Are you ready? Because this is where everybody, this is where the money is going to go. Basically, whoever I pick right now is going to like go up on odds like that. I think the winner of the 2016 Cycling Road World Championships in Doha <coughs> is Mark Cavendish. And my heart says Gaviria. Or my heart, my heart uh, wishes for Wait, Gaviria. Who was rooting for Viviani? Why is Viviani not being picked here? I, Viviani's I, mom. <laughs> Viviani's mom was really definitely. <laughs> Let's do a picks for Viviani's mom. No, I so. mean for me. Listen, <laughs> if Viviani wins, I think it'd be really nice. It'd be cute, but I would rather pick Gaviria for my heart than 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 Viviani because if you give me the choice, I'll pick Gaviria over Viviani. Definitely. So you better. But it's gonna be really okay. difficult for Gaviria because the team. He just doesn't have the team. He just absolutely does not have the team. Whereas Cavendish has a much much better team. But I think that when it comes to teams, if you really look at it, Andre Greipel probably has the best chance team wise. But uh, I, we'll see. I just tried to go. I just tried to go to Nathan Bohani's website just for fun. <laughs> yeah, for fun. <laughs> it's blocked. Because you wanted a new, because you wanted a new, do you want it? Wait, what? It's what? It's blocked for malicious content. (laughs) (laughs) How ironic. Oh my God. what's the URL? Well, Wikipedia has it as nasubahani.net. I mean, this could be, this could also be wrong. I just thought it was funny that this is what came up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that seems right. Very fitting. Very fitting. Very fitting. But let me see, because you go to language.fr. Let me see if I just do nasserbuhani.net. No, it kicks me over to the French version. No, it's it's there. Uh, nasserbuhani.net. Yeah, it's there. Whoa. It says amateur, amateur de boxing. Yep. It says sprinter de team, de team coffee this, amateur de boxing. <laughs> no, wait. Let me, let me Lovely. Try to go to the... Lovely. Yeah, there is a photo of him. Oh, wait. In English, it says Team Covet Sprinter Boxing Lover. Um, the photo that they have as the but main photo. But he's more than a boxing lover because the guy actually trains for Oh, boxing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's his and thing in the off-season. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. likes punching people off the bike and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Interesting. That Mike, okay. Mike is Are not being allowed. Are we going to women's? Uh, yeah, give me, Women, give me, give me who's going to win. Who's gonna okay, win so a big three favorites are Chloe Hosking from Australia. No, Dor from she's not Belgium, No, she's not Kirsten Wild from the Netherlands. Yes, Kirsten Wild. Sign me Those up for Wild. Kirsten Wild? Okay, yes. so Dan wants Kirsten Wild. Because she, you know which why? Because she's, she's wild. Which, yeah. What about and, Jenny Longwell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are not taking her, unfortunately. No. She but, raised, I thought she yeah. was like 52. <laughs> <laughs> For Kirsten real. Wild, listen, Kirsten Wild is super, super favorite because she has been the Doha queen and, for a long time. And because In she has an awesome last of, name. Sorry, 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 sorry. Latest tour of... Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. she Qatar. has won that thing multiple times. So she clearly can handle the heat and the in heat. a bunch of sprint is... I think she has. But does she have a huge... team that can protect her? 
the Netherlands team. Oh yeah, is sure. Something yeah. out of this. <laughs> it's like yeah. it, wow. So yeah. yeah, she has a really good team, and they are working for her. But the Australians have a good team too, and Chloe Hosking has been doing great. So we'll see. So it's Hosking, the the whole door, sorry, and Wield. And then I have like three names that could be. One is Leah Kirchman from Canada, and then Corinne Rivera from the US. And of but course, we, we had the reigning champion returning, Lizzie Dignan, no longer Armistead, because she changed uh, her name since she got married. What a pussy. So, <laughs> what a what? What a pussy. Why would you change her name, man? <laughs> anyway. Did you know, change? She did, was wait, in Natalia. the team that won the, the team time trial. Oh, yeah. She was in that team. And I was there thinking, shouldn't you be banned right now? I mean, uh-huh. given that you kind of skip the controls and all that crap. Anyway, so, yeah, moving on, moving on. Yes. Someone like Kirchman, is she going to have teammates? Like maybe one? No, Canada has more. I don't really? have the... I guess that's yeah, the thing. I, it, it plays into, I mean, not that it held back someone like Sagan and Richmond, but... You know, mm-hmm. it seems like the more shelter you have and the more people you have, that's why I was wondering, like, being Canadian. Hmm. Well, being Canadian yeah, sucks no, no matter what. <laughs> and, yeah, but Kirchman has been doing good this year, so that's why I have it, like, there. And Corinne okay. Rivera, too. So, But, no, the, the heavily favorites are Chloe Hosking, Kirsten Wild, and Jolene Deor, so we'll see. Okay, guys. Uh, we come to uh, there you go meet me we come to an end of another episode of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast speedmetalcycling.com at Speed Metal Cycle Speed Metal Cycle on Twitter and I'm at the Skull Crusher Crusher with a K on Instagram and I'm trying to reach like as many followers as I can so please follow me I'll put photos of my dog all the time it's awesome Anyway, a lot of people are complaining that Natalia isn't on Instagram, so get on that, woman. And that's it. Anything else you guys want to say? We're completely out of time, but if you have something yes. quick to say. All right, Klaus. Nasser Buhani looks like he should be in a cover band of Color Me Bad. All right. <laughs> that beard is too well-trimmed. Klaus? I mean, Klaus. Mike? I'm blocking Klaus for malicious content. <laughs> Natalia, anything else? But you know it's true. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Peace.